you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. It's for you. It's for us. The Word of God is what we receive. The Word of God comes forth for us. It's to speak into our spirit. But the first part of this service is not about us. It's not about whether we like the music or like it. The first part of the service is praise. It's about Him. He's the object, not the audience. The preach word of God is to the audience. The praise and worship is to God. Your response to preaching is not to the preacher. Your response to preaching is because the word of God fed your soul and you're responding with a yea and amen. Second Kings chapter 4, I'm going to begin with verse number 17. We have had a wonderful, wonderful week at camp. I know several of you were able to come and be part, and we had fabulous, fabulous services in the evening, and I don't know when in probably my 31 years of being around the Indiana camp, I don't know when we have had any better day services and day sessions as what we had this year, incredible crowds, over six, seven hundred people there uh, in the day sessions, the building um, pleasantly full, incredible response to the Word of God, and I don't know that I remember a time that the Holy Ghost just took over in the middle of preaching in one of the day services like it did on Friday, and it was so refreshing and so powerful. And so we've just come from camp meeting full and overflowed. We still have some children's camps ahead of us. We're excited about our children. Don't you love children's ministry? I know our teachers are in classes right now, but would you clap loud enough that they could hear you and let them know we love our children's ministry program, all of our volunteers and teachers and leaders. God bless you. Second Kings chapter 4. Verse... 17. I hope you can all stay today for lunch. We're going to have a good time. It's going to be a wonderful time of fellowship. We'll get out some chairs and sit around and chat and get to know one another better, share some stories. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 17, And a woman conceived and bare a son at that season that Elisha had said unto her according to the time of life. And when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father, to the reapers. He was working in the field. 
And he said unto his father, My head, my head. And he said to the lad, Carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. And she called unto her husband and said, Send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses that I may run to the man of God and come again. And he said, Wherefore wilt thou go to him today? Does This doesn't make any sense. It's neither a new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, It shall be well. I'm going to preach to you for just a little while today. It shall be well. I want you to look at your neighbor and tell him it shall be well. Come on, tell somebody else. That was the wrong neighbor. Tell another one. It shall be well. Whatever it is, it shall be. It shall be well. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. I'm not, I'm not going to preach. I'm not going to preach very long today. I realize it's July 4th, and I realize everybody's excited, and kids are excited, and youth are excited. We have the youth in here this morning. Get to be the youth preacher today. I'm not going to preach very long, so I want you to tune in with what God wants to do and let God speak to your heart. If you're in this house today, and you need a word from the Lord, I feel like God is going to speak to somebody in this room today. I know we've done a lot of praying, a lot of clapping, a lot of worship, but one more time before you're seated, would you just ask God, Lord, let the word of the Lord accomplish the purpose for which you were sending it. Would you pray like that right now? Father, we thank you this morning for your word. It's a light unto our path, and it is a lamp unto our feet. I'm praying right now, Father, that your word accomplishes what you want to do in every life and every heart. For the one that just showed up today for a holiday service, I pray that the word of God speaks to that heart. Lord, soften us and make us pliable and usable and acceptable to your will. In Jesus' name. Amen. Tell one more person it shall be well and you can be seated. Gifted with vision that sees afar. People of faith learn to not accept the limits of the less courageous. But they push on against all odds until they find 
their victory. Do I have any people of faith in this house this morning? When the founders of Massachusetts hired the surveyors to lay out the land plats and establish the boundaries for the new world, perspective would be of utmost importance with the ocean to the east, they surveyed to the north and to the south, but they were almost certain that exploring west was the key of their future possibilities. In laying out the colonies as they surveyed west, they surveyed 15 miles west beyond the boundary limits of Boston. When they got there, they were met with obstacles that were challenges that seemed impossible. Their perspective caused them to only see the impossibilities and not see the possibilities. So they wrote back to the founders to let them know that we made it 15 miles west of Boston. But the land here, they declared, is beyond barren and it is uninhabitable. It will never be good for anything beyond 15 miles. They failed to recognize that the barriers that they were facing were crossable, and that there was 4,876 miles of possibility. But they were limited to 15 miles of perspective and faith. Moses dealt with the same issues when he sent out 12 men to spy out the land. Ten said, we cannot take the land. But there were two, Joshua and Caleb, who said, we are more than able to take the land. All 12 saw the giants. Ten saw the giants as an impossibility, but two declared, we are more than able. It came down to perspective and faith. In the next few minutes, I want to preach a new perspective and some fresh faith into somebody's life today to tell you that the things that you have been dealing with may seem like an impossibility, but change your perspective today and recognize it is an opportunity for God to show up and do what you thought he could not do. There is power in what you see and what you speak. I want everybody in this room to plug in just for a few minutes. I'm not going to preach long, but I want to speak to everybody in this room. This is one of those messages I don't want you to toss over your shoulder because I want us as a church to change our vocabulary. I want us to stop magnifying what is wrong. Stop magnifying the sickness. Stop magnifying the devil. Stop magnifying the problem and start declaring there is a God that is more than able so therefore we are more than able. I declare to you this morning 
according to your faith. Go ahead and finish it for me. So be it unto you. According to your faith. Come on, shout that with me. According to your faith, so be it unto you. What will your faith allow you to see? What will your faith allow you to speak? If you can't see it, you will never speak it. And if you don't speak it, you will never see it come to pass. If you're tuned in to the Spirit enough to hear the voice of God as He is proclaiming the possibilities that are before us, to recognize that some of the things that you are frustrated over this morning is all connected to your perspective and your faith. Mm. Somebody needs to just get up from where you are today. You need to decide. I'm going to tell you perspective is a decision. We were dealing with some issues a few days ago, and I looked at somebody and said, you know what? Let's not focus on all of these problems. Let's start focusing on what is good. Let's start focusing on the Word of God that tells us, tells us whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are of a good report. Come on. That's the thing you need to put your... That's the thing you need to talk to. That's the thing you need to speak. Today we celebrate Independence Day and it's July 4th. Woo. As a kid, I always look forward to this time of the year. I loved family outings. We normally would end up at the lake. It was a big family reunion. The Oliver reunion as a kid growing up, we would always go to. I wasn't related, didn't know I wasn't related to until I was about grown. Pastor got invited out, and so out our family went. I grew up running around with them. My picture's on their big slideshow that they showed at their family reunion. People's running around everywhere. I was just part of the family. I never realized that I wasn't until way later. I grew up loving that time of the year and lighting fireworks, and, and um, but I never, I never put much thought into why that we celebrated it. As a matter of fact, as a kid, I had no earthly idea. It was July 4th. It's just time to, to have cookouts and family reunions and picnics and, and, and fireworks and, and go to the lake. It was great. But as an adult, I've learned to develop a new appreciation for this time of the year. I, I love family gatherings and church gatherings and church picnics. But this is also our time to say thank you to our forefathers and those who sacrificed so much for us to be able to live in this great country in which we live. This isn't Memorial Day or Veterans Day. Those days will come, but I'm going to say to this morning to every person that has ever fought for our country, thank you because you are also a part of what this country is all about. This is the land of the free and the home of the brave. My thoughts run to all the men and women throughout our history who have sacrificed in order to bring us the freedom in which we have today. It's not just this, this holiday is not just a chance 
to light fireworks and get together with family and friends and picnics, but it is our chance also to pause for a moment to thank God for allowing us to live in such a great country in which we live. If you think that this country is horrible, just go ahead and plan some travels around the globe and you're going to come back and say, thank God I live in this land of the free. Although we have seen spiritual decay in this country, we've had many of our freedoms taken from us. But in spite of all that is wrong in this country, I think we ought to wake up every day and be thankful that we're living in the greatest country on this planet. I can worship God in freedom. I'm thankful for the freedoms that we have here in America. On July 4th, 1776, Thomas Jefferson, our third president, signed the Declaration of Independence. The Declaration of Independence was written by, by those two days earlier. It moved quickly. And on July 4th, 1776, the Declaration of Independence was written. We celebrate this day because of the Declaration of Independence. This written document declared that America was no longer under British rule. It declared that America was free, no longer bound by the control, the laws, or the taxes of Great Britain, that we would be our own sovereign nation. But just because the Declaration of Independence was written, signed, accepted, agreed upon, and celebrated, did not mean that the Revolutionary War was over. The American Revolutionary War went on for six more years after the Declaration of Independence was written. I want to speak to this congregation today and tell you that we need to declare some things today that we may not see come to pass for another six years. But we need to agree upon some things and establish some things and purpose some things and put some things down and say, this will come to pass. Somebody needs to declare today, it is well. You may not know what we're talking about today, but about a week and a half ago, my wife crossed the one-year threshold from when she started chemo. But today, I come to take her by the hand and agree together with her and declare it is well. Well, Brother Jordan, is that what the doctors say? That's what I declare. It is well. Is that what medical science say? Doesn't matter. We declare it is well. I choose to speak faith. 
I know far too many people that they magnify the problem instead of magnifying our God. The reason the Bible is so full of things that are telling us to magnify the Lord and to praise Him and exalt Him and lift Him up is because there is a problem in humanity. The flesh wants to magnify the pain. The flesh wants to magnify the problem. The flesh wants to magnify bad news. But I come to this pulpit today to preach a new perspective, a fresh perspective of faith into your spirit this morning and tell you the church is in better shape than she's ever been. I come this morning to declare this world can do what it wants, but I declare this is the day of revival. This is the day of miracles. This is the day of wholeness. This is the, the, the day of blessing. Let me hurry. In the text that I read this morning, in 2 Kings chapter 4, there is a lady known as the Shunammite woman. She had lost her only son. He had died. She went to her husband after that the son had died. He's working in the field with his dad. A young man, obviously, but grown, the Bible says. He had reached his adulthood and now working with his father. He takes a headache in the field, becomes very ill. The father says, take him and lay him on the lap of his mother. They take him home and laid his, him on the lap of his mother. He laid there until noontime, by which our text declares that the boy died. The mother went to her husband and said to her husband, have a servant bring me a horse because I need to run to the man of God and then I need to return. Don't just, she didn't say, I'm going to see if I get around to it, but she said, I'm going to run. Can I just pause and preach here for a minute? We have gotten to a point in the church that we run everywhere except to the right spot. I know what society was trying to say, but I still believe that prayer works. James chapter 5 said, if there be any sick among you, let, let him call for the elders of the church. Let him borrow a horse and run to where they are. Let him call for the elders of the church. Dylan was sick last night, started getting sick about 3 a.m. early this morning. I heard him in the room praying and agonizing with the Lord. Eventually, Kayla opened the door and she said, Swagro, come into the room. And I walked into the room and there Dylan was very, very sick. We talked for a moment. I laid my hand upon his head and I began to declare healing and wholeness and fear leaving. Oh, oh yeah, it doesn't have to be a fanfare right there in the room. The Bible said if two or three agree, there was four of us in the house, but we agreed together and began to pray the prayer of faith. I come today to tell you prayer still works. You need to change your perspectives. We don't need to run all the 
the time. We need to decide where we're going to run. We need to run to the man of God. She ran. Her husband was a bit confused. He said, woman, what's wrong with you? It's not the Sabbath day. It's not the full moon. It's not, not a time to sacrifice. It's not a time to go and worship. I, I don't understand what you're doing. And her response to him, it shall be well. Stay with me here just for a few more moments today. Her child laid dead. But she said, it shall be well. Get this in your spirit this morning. I won't be long, but somebody needs to start speaking faith. I've talked to too many people. Let me tell you, this is what I find. This is what I find, not just in the world, but even in the church. Somebody gets prayed for, and they get a good report, and you begin to try to thank God and praise God for the good report, and their bad report overcomes the good report. Well, thank God we got a good report. Well, 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 well. hold on, Pastor. You know, it could still be something, you know. There still could be a problem. You know, I, I had a chest pain and they told me that it was just because I ate too much last night. But, you know, I, I'm not going to accept that. I, I need there to be something really wrong. You know why? Because sickness gets more attention than wholeness. You know why we magnify our problems? Because it gets more attention on us than it does on God. When we begin to turn the attention on God and begin to declare, don't get all worked up, it's well. Wait a second, Shunammite lady, your son is dead. You just get the horse and you just get the servant to bring him to me and I'm running to the man of God because I am already declaring before you even get the horse to me, it is well. It is well. It is well. It is well. It, somebody needs to get it in their mind today. I'm not going to magnify my problem. Oh, I know my children are still lost but it is well. They're coming home. I've talked to people about their lost loved ones. They, well, I don't know if they're ever going to be saved. Probably not until you get them. It is well. They are coming home. I am standing on the word of God. I am praying. I am believing. And God is going to bring them in. He is well able to meet your needs. His arm is not short. His ear is not deaf. He is not slack concerning his promises. His promises are yea and amen. His love is far reaching. His power has not diminished. His word is still relevant and true. I still believe that God is able to do what is impossible with man because this word declares it. What you and I need to do is make this a day of declaration. This is a day of declaration. It is well. My family will be well. My health will be well. My finances will be well. Oh, come on, somebody give the Lord praise this morning. Come on, when you need him, he's going to be there for you. 
Whatever he's done before, he can do it again. He said in his word, I am God and I change not. He's not a weak and puny God, but he is God Almighty and he is God all by himself. He is Lord over whatever you allow him to be Lord over. Therefore, I choose to speak faith. There, is, there are no impossibilities with God. Whatever you're facing that seems impossible in your life may be impossible with you. And you can't seem to find a way out. You've been going forward and backward and left and right and staying awake at night and fretting over it instead of putting it in God's hands. There are some things we're better off just saying the battle does not belong to me but belongs to the Lord. I believe that the same God that parted the impassable waters for the children of Israel to be able to cross through when an army is behind them and they had nowhere else to go and God opens the waters and they walk through and then God closes the waters and destroys the enemy. That same God, not a weaker God, not a lesser God, not a God with less abilities. Well, that was a different day. That's right. Greater things than these shall you do. We are living in the last days. This ought to be the day that the greatest miracles and the greatest outpourings and the greatest signs and wonders happen. It's not about what we read about when he made a way. He made a way for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in a fiery furnace, Daniel in a lion's den. He made a way. A way. He made a way for for, for all through the scripture he made a way out of no way but we the church of the living God his bride we think he's going to do less for us than he did for them I come to tell you this morning that most of the reason why we live in a state of mental and emotional turmoil is because we are living with the wrong perspective and the lack of faith in our life. I beg you this morning, if you would just start speaking faith into the middle of your situation, it is well. I know my son's dead. I'm not denying the reality, but I'm not even going to speak about it because I am going to speak faith. Just bring me the horse. If I can get to the man of God, it will be well. I need to get through. Oh, it's a thread all through the scripture. If I can but touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. It's all through the scripture. I believe it's true for you. If you'll make up your mind to declare it today on this day of the declaration we're celebrating the declaration of independence we ought today to declare our freedom over the enemy of our faith come on clap your hands if you believe God is still able to make a way come on lift up your voice if you believe he can bring light in the middle of your darkness come on clap and lift your voice if you know he's able Somebody just shout it as well. Come on, shout it like you mean it this morning. Just declare it. It is well. Why don't you shout it until hell shudders as you begin to declare your faith. It is, I'm in the struggle, but it's well. I'm under the load, but it's well. I still feel the pain, but it is well. Come on, declare it today. Find the faith to declare it. Even when you cannot see it, just speak it by faith and declare. God's got this. God's on my side. 
Whom shall I fear? Though a host rise up against me, they will stumble and fall. Oh, come on, give God praise all over the room. Stand to your feet. Let's just magnify him this morning. Come on, we need fresh faith in this room right now. Hands lifted all over this room. We need God to baptize us with fresh faith in this house today. I'm not magnifying the problem. I'm not magnifying the pain. Preacher, you're living in denial. No, I'm not. I'm living in faith. Come on, hands lifted all over this room. If the Lord walked in this house visibly this morning, you would believe. Can you believe when he sends his word? Because the Bible said he sent his word and his presence was there to heal them. I believe all over this house there are healings that can take place right now all over this room. Come on, hands are lifted high all over the room. Ask the Lord right now, God, give me a fresh perspective. I'm tired of speaking negativity. I want to begin to speak faith. I want to begin to speak hope. Come on. I believe it. Oh, yes. Come on, just take a little time. Let it come from your heart right now to the Lord. Communicate with Him. These altars are open. If you want to walk forward, you can walk forward. If you want to pray where you are, you pray where you are. The Spirit of the Lord is in this house this morning. There is strength here. There is help here. There is hope here.
preaching, I spoke something to you, and I'm going to, I'm going to ask you right now, we're going to apply what I spoke to you. I preached the Word of God, and the Word of God came forth to your heart. That was for you. That was to speak into your life. Now we're moving into a segment that is not about you and me. We're here in a segment that is about Him. I want you to now take what God just spoke to you and I want you to turn around and focus your attention on Him. This isn't about whether you like the song, whether you like the tempo, or whether you can even sing. But I want you to begin to magnify Him and begin to declare, Lord, you said it and I'm going to believe it. I'm going to stand on the Word. They're going to sing some more and you're going to lift up your voice right now. Don't put any focus on you or somebody next to you. Just put your focus on Him. We're going to turn the next five minutes into just focusing on Him and on what He can do, on His power, on His ability, on His strength. Come on, lift up your